0: Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Kristoff and Dr. Brett Hill. Hey, Brett,
1: Yes, Damien. Hey, uh, I'm going to go to Ikaria again. And, uh, and Marcus is going as well. And we're going to take 20 people with us to Ikaria to learn more about longevity. If any of our listeners would love to come along to Ikaria with us, then just go to 100notout.com.au, I think it is, and uh, and check us out. See if it's for you, see if you'd like to come with us, because this episode is brought to you by the 100 Not Out Longevity Tour.
0: Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And I'm Marcus Pearce. And
1: this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into your lives and we are without Damien again, Marcus. So we've called you in off the bench again,
0: almost becoming a semi-regular now, mate. You're going to have to start calling me a special expert or something. I'm not off the bench anymore. Can't you give me some type of title that makes me feel valued rather uh, rather than some emergency? Well, I was was thinking about giving you
1: a title after we've recorded today's episode because halfway through the episode, you actually let slip that you had an old nickname and I was thinking I might start using that more often as your title, which was Mung Bean. I like that. Oh, I think that's gonna that's gonna come into circulation a little bit, Mung Bean. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> but mate, today we thought we'd have a bit of a chat and it was a good chat. It was a it was a meandering chat, but it was a really interesting all around diets. And so our journey with diets and our philosophy around why diets don't work and how we can do it better. I loved it.
0: Yeah, it was good. It was good to reminisce. We reminisced on, on the brands that we consumed growing up and and then where our transformation uh, lay with food and then I suppose where we've become somewhat uh, more detached from a diet and, and view our lives more as a lifestyle and um, and again, we're not saying we're perfect in any way, shape or form, far from it. We've shared a few of our mistakes and a few of our victories and uh, what we've learned along the way and yeah. Um, I did really enjoy the chat, was. I really hope people love it. I think people learn best through stories. I really do. I think we've had enough of the hard facts and I think uh, a number of the stories that we share in this episode of The Wellness Guys ideally will be very valuable.
1: Well, and, you know, it's been nice to get to know each other a little bit more, Marcus. We're spending a little bit more time together, traveling around <laughs> the country, doing the wellness base camp. And, oh, uh, and you know, you and, I, shortly. you and I did relax there a little bit when we got to the end of the wellness base camp, found ourselves a cheeky little bar downstairs and uh, had a little drink together, <laughs> which was nice.
0: Very <laughs> and, amusing. Uh, and, yes, the... the um. Uh, the wonderful young lady in there pretty much told us that it was her first night. And she had no idea what she was making. <laughs> yeah, and she was, she was right
1: in front of us Googling and That's YouTubing right. how to make the drinks. It was fantastic. That's I loved right. it. What did you have? An old-fashioned? I had an old-fashioned. I did. I was and I to, uh, I... <laughs>
0: channeling my inner uh, madmen, you know, Donny. And I had a, an Aperol spritz, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, I, the only time I've ever, ever had an Aperol spritz was when Damo made one for me at his place. Yeah. And Damo, uh, he wouldn't have been YouTubing. Damo would know how to make it. He loves these oh, he's, he's such an entertainer. He's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, uh, But that. it was hilarious that you and I were both enjoying a quiet drink together. It was funny. <laughs> but that's what, that's what this episode is about, is really just um, taking the fixation off a label um, and looking at a lifestyle instead, and I think um, you know we're both in our mid thirties, both uh, having done a, a bit of, uh, for want of a better term, dieting over our life. We might, we may not have seen it as dieting at the time, but I think it's been just a really good conversation to um, have. And speaking of which, um, Damo uh, is coming over to Adelaide, Brito, to yes. join you and I at the Wellness Base Camp with Kim Morrison and
1: I only, I only about three Andy. weeks
0: away now too. It's coming up
1: thick and fast on the seventh of April, so. Um, it's going to be great. At the Arkabar? At the uh, Arkabar.
0: Upstairs at the Ark where all the action happens. Absolutely. But in terms of diets, you know, Damo has wonderful – again, I I really love the stories. Damo has wonderful stories to tell about the the transformation, as does Kim. Um, And again, you and I share a bit of it here. And I just – for everyone that listens to this episode, just consider where you are in your own adventure um, and your relationship with food, um, but then broaden it out into your lifestyle and see, if any – food is having um, a negative impact on your lifestyle and what you may want to do about that. Um, but also if it's having a positive impact on your lifestyle, then just give yourself a pat on the back because I think you raised, you raised some really good um, points at the end, Bredo, just about um, there are some really great benefits in being, for want of a better term, strict, let's call it disciplined, um, around food and, and we shouldn't um, judge or, or – um, Uh, what's the word, not lay blame, but there's a lot of hating around food these days and judgment, and I don't Mm. think anyone has a right to judge uh, what other people are doing with their food. And I think that
1: goes both ways. You know, we shouldn't be judging people for making, um, you know, perhaps what we would see as unhealthy choices, but equally, we shouldn't be judging people for making what others would see as healthy choices, and it certainly happens Mm. both ways, particularly at the moment. But let's get into it, Marcus. It's time to start the episode.
0: Let's do it. Hi, Marcus. Hello, Bretto. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm very uh, privileged. This is becoming a bit of a regular occurrence here. Filling it in is. for my one hundred not out teammate Damien Christoph, who, as we speak, is on a plane. He's in the air. Yeah,
1: it's great. Yeah. It's so nice when he's yeah. in the air. We get a word in. It's fantastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we get him. We get him out of Wi-Fi.
1: We get him out of the country just so that I can get a word in on the wellness guys. It's fantastic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, Marcus, oh, not no, only you've got me to deal with now. Not only are you
1: not only are you coming on as guest host of the wellness guys. You are taking over the show now. You've come in today with a topic to talk about, and so you're directing the show, Marcus, as you do. Don't
0: you? Don't you and, remember uh, what I'm what I'm about? Oh, (laughs) I'm the biggest control freak, former TV (laughs) radio producer, when I would get into the office and the host would go, so what are we going to talk about? Yeah, yeah. just like you and I. So what are we going to talk about?
1: Well, I'm, I'm impressed, though, that you haven't given me background information, scripted notes, questions that I should be asking. So, you know, this is uh,
0: this is Wellness well, Guy. It's still Wellness Guy's style, which I like. It's uh, Just remember, I only got the call up about 15 minutes ago, Britta. <laughs> so just keep this in mind. So, so if I'd given you more time, I would
1: have. Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
0: pretty All much.
1: Right. I'll make pretty sure much. that I never give you more notice then. That's good. That's right. good, <laughs> good
0: to know. All right. So, Marcus, tell us, what are we talking about today, mate? Well, I figured you and I have never, oh, I mean, I know we have in passing, but I think there's a lot of, I think there's a really good conversation in um, your, uh, a, you know, you became, uh, you host that paleo show, you clearly went on a transformation in your lifestyle uh, with particularly food Um You you and I both grew up on party pie, sausage rolls, hot dogs, cans of Coke, and (laughs) chocolate. Um, But there came a point in our lives where that changed. Uh, For me, I went vegan for six or seven years, um, and I just thought, you know, the world at the moment is very caught on labels. Every health food store has a product on it that says vegan, paleo, gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, all of the above. And yeah, all of the above. It has all of them on the <laughs> one thing. Like, look at coconut water as an example. It's paleo, it's vegan, it's sugar-free, it's dairy-free, it's gluten-free. It's yeah, yeah. My, everything. My,
1: my favorite is where you get the lollies and they're just like sugary lollies and you see the label and it's like, you know, fat-free, gluten-free, you
0: know, and you're like, oh, no, but here just, you go. Here's just one, pure here's, sugar, right? you like, that's yeah, And fantastic. here's one to really get the marketing spin going. Uh, here you go. Made with love. Ah. Oh. The, the, the sugary lolly, though, has been made with love. Well, that's all right, then. All, all right of a sudden, that's all right. But I figured that it would be a good conversation to talk about the difference between or the reasons why diets don't work and the conversation being around the difference between a diet and a lifestyle. Because Mm. I'm banging on all the time that you can be on the vegan diet or the paleo diet or whatever diet you're on, but if your lifestyle sucks, that is not a wellness lifestyle. If you can't stand your job or you're driving for four hours a day and you're not spending quality time with your loved ones and you're not even spending any quality time with yourself and uh, all the rest of it. And also, if you
1: hate the diet. And you don't like what you're eating, and you're feeling and stressed you about out. trying to keep it up and trying to yeah. stick to these strict set of rules, and and all of those sort of things. Then, then that's not helping. Yeah, you know, we know how much the stress response affects your body, and how you know things like being in that stress response and not getting enough sleep and all those sort of things can impede any sort of progress you're getting from whatever uh, health and wellness regime you're trying to do. So, you know, if the diet itself is stressing you out, then that's not going to help you at all.
0: So. Just so people know that you and I aren't coming from a place of holier than now, I'm happy to share as many stories as you want to ask me about where I was just a ridiculous uh, vegan dieter because uh, oh. I have just got examples everywhere well, that just shows the ridiculousness of the extent I took it to. And I don't know if you've got some examples, but I've never really pushed you on how hard have you gone paleo and did it just become a little bit ridiculous. I've never really asked you, but um, well, if the well, listeners want to know, yeah, I'm very yeah. happy I, to I, think you
1: sh- I think you should ask me that, and I'll, I'll have a think about it while I ask you, and I'll uh, I'll answer it in a second. But starting with you, Marcus, before we start talking about the ridiculousness of your vegan diet let 's mm. start talking about what it was before you went vegan because I think some people might not be aware of that either. you know you mentioned meat pies and sausage rolls and uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. let 's talk
0: a little bit about before you went vegan well, what was your what was your state well, the, the, in the Pierce household and like many like many wonderful families in Australia or the western world, it was uh, rice bubbles or cornflakes, and on a special occasion Cocoa Pops for breakfast with two pieces of Vegemite toast on that's white bread probably baker's delight of some kind and as my mum says nothing nothing comes close to white bread as a lot of baby boomers <laughs> tend to suggest um, but the thing with white bread is the two pieces would easily become four, six, eight or even ten on a weekend and you're still <laughs> hungry um, surely you remember those days um, oh, I, don't, I was never a massive bread
1: consumer we certainly always had bread in the house and you know, I might have a slice or two for breakfast with some veggie my I might have a slice slathered in butter with dinner, but it was I was never a huge bread consumer, I gotta say.
0: You could never claim to have had a loaf of bread in your adolescent days as a token of courage and honor
1: i don't think i would (laughs) ever have had a loaf of bread i mean maybe it was because uh you know i never got into pot smoking that might have helped (laughs) to meant that that i didn't go in that direction like some of the other there's an
0: episode for another day (laughs) friends
1: of mine did you know i remember uh you know i remember seeing uh you know friends and friends of family members who did go in that direction and and i just sort of that didn't really appeal to me i sort of watched them do it and went i don't know Getting drunk and going out dancing seems like a whole lot more fun. So I, ne- I never went in that direction. So I never had necessarily the munchies or the cravings to go in that direction. But um, so bread was never a thing. I, I certainly did the wheat bix in the morning. That was that was usually my go-to. Was wheat bix. It was pretty mm. standard. Three wheat bix in the morning, and it would be covered in milk, and then sugar, sugar? Just sprinkled sugar? It on yeah. top you know like it had to be a yeah. good you know 3 or 4 mil thick so it formed that nice solid crust of sugar across the top <laughs> and uh, so that was definitely the breakfast in my household uh, you know it's like- is
0: phenomenal isn't it when you consider it and funny, and how many that? You know how many days in a year I think gosh you know like for a good 20 years it was you know the, the cereal and the toast and then it was uh, mint slices for morning yeah. tea generally two mint slices oh, in cloud wow. wrap I remember in the in the what do they call that play lunch um, yeah, recess and then it, it was recess the yeah. um, and then it was then it was a Vegemite sandwich which was pretty much off by the time lunch came <laughs> around like bread just goes off like you know stale and just really unappealing and the it would have been definitely margarine not butter margarine was just rancid by that point and the Vegemite was getting crusty and I reckon I probably hardly ate my lunch. So then you're starving by the time school finishes. So then it was, you know, barbecue shapes, maybe an icy polar, (laughs) Philipso, uh, Sunny Boy. Remember the Sunny wow. Boys?
1: Well, see, I think yeah. my house was a little bit less, um, less of that sort of stuff. I think my my recess was usually, I reckon, like more like a nut bar of some sort. Mum was Jeez, you know,
0: somewhat high health conscious. End you know, so she was
1: she was conscious of what she was doing. You know, the the sandwich at lunch was probably usually. I don't know. Maybe Multy Fritz grain. Fritz, and some salad in there. Like it definitely wasn't Vegemite and cheese kind what is of thing. Fritz? Like there was a bit are of. Are you talking? Are oh, you talking? Oh, yeah. chips like so no, Fritz, Fritz is Devon, Marcus. In South Australia, it's called Fritz. What is that? A bit of ham. Well, you know, like the. Not spam. Well, almost like spam. <laughs> right? but it's like it's like the It's so funny because when Steffi first moved to Adelaide and and I had, had I did have some fritz, I went down to Pinay Organics and got some really nice, healthy fritz from there. Who got mozzarella. And it's, but no, it's it's very uh, lowbrow. It is pretty much spam. It's it's not a it's not a <laughs> delicacy by any stretch of the imagination. But it's an absolute like frits and sauce sandwiches are an absolute staple of the oh, South Australian a diet.
0: Is it stress. It's stress I don't
1: know. I'm pretty sure My it's even used to in make the frits and States. sauce I'm, sandwiches. I'm pretty sure is what they call it. But right.
0: We'll have to. I'll
1: have to post a picture on the Wellness Guys Facebook page of Fritz, so everyone can see. But it it basically looks like a slightly refined version of those dog food rolls. You know, like that's 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 pretty much what it is. Yeah, right. So maybe some Fritz, maybe some salad on the sandwich, and you know, definitely like a piece of fruit in there as well, and maybe even some nuts. Like it was reasonably
0: healthy. She did a pretty good job. That's pretty good. I never had fruit at school. Never had nuts. Never had salad. There was no no way there was a vegetable in my school lunch.
1: I think. thing with my household was my brother was probably, he was quite an energetic fellow as a youngster. I think probably, you know, had he been a youngster, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this, had he been a youngster uh, in the modern age, he probably would have ended up with some sort of a diagnosis, I reckon. On Um, the spectrum, you mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, he was a little bit. Yeah,
1: you can't have energy these days. If you've got energy,
0: there's a problem. (laughs)
1: So, you know, he's, um, you know, I remember, it's funny, you know, because I remember one of my brother's uh, teachers said to my parents something along the lines of, you know, he's, He's not the kind of kid who's going to do well at school, uh, but when he gets out of school, you know, he's a good chance of becoming, a, you know, and actually a really good entrepreneur, which which has ended up being true. You know, he runs his own wine marketing business, produces his own wines now, Organic Hill, and uh, and does it you know, does really well for himself. And so he just wasn't one of those kids that was built for school, I think. And anyway, getting off topic, but so. As a result of that, um, you know, mum was always pretty conscious of not having too much sugar in our diet, which kind of sounds funny now after I've just described the wheat bix we had in the morning, but, um, no. <laughs> but you know, once we got through that, there, we, there wasn't a lot of uh, sugar and there wasn't a lot of uh, colours and preservatives because those seemed to be the things that would sort of set Leon off a little bit and so we were always a little bit conscious of that, but... Um, Having said that, like I said, you know, we we would what we used to do is we used to come home from school. I remember we used to go to my grandma's house after school because Mum and Dad were at work, and we used to get um, wheat bix, and we used to cut the wheat bix in half. I don't know if you ever did this, like lengthways, cut the wheat bix in half, and then on top of that, did you ever have promite? Mate, you can't have
0: promite. Yeah, not correct. when you got.
1: Vegemite? Gran used to buy Promite. She, did, she had a thing oh, about Gran, Vegemite. what are you doing? She had a thing about Vegemite. I'm not quite sure what it was, but she used to buy Promite instead of Vegemite. So we used to slice the Wheat Bix in half lengthways and then we would slather it with Promite and we would eat them like that, like dry <laughs>
0: with well, Promite well, you on you, top. Wheat Bix with Promite. I was having Cruskits with margarine and Vegemite after school by the dozen. <laughs> um, do you have Kruskets? Yeah, we had, I think we did have cruskets
1: from time yeah, to Kruskets time. I reckon, I reckon mum went through a phase where cruskets were her go-to. You know, she decided cruskets might have been healthier than bread, and so we had cruskets in the household. I, I
0: don't think I've had a crusket in about a uh, good 15, 20 years. Do they still but, make Kruskets? Oh, probably. But they would They would get smashed. And the, the problem is, Bretto, that I don't know if you know this. I was, born, I, mean, I was born in a hospital, but when I was born, my mum and dad ran a milk bar. Mm. And so I was born around Mars Milky bars, bar kid lollies. I just I was fed lollies before I. I don't think I had any breast milk growing up. I was fed lollies before I was fed anything. Yeah. And um, my dad had a news agency when I was at school, so it was just lollies. When all the lollies that you weren't having were landing in the Pierce family household. Well, um,
1: yeah, and. and- you know what? It's not that we never had lollies because my dad liked his lollies. And so, whilst mum was doing the right thing inside of that There's house...
0: There's always a recalcitrant. We'd, we'd
1: sneak down to dad's work shed, you know, because we'd often go down there with him. He, he was actually... At the, at the time, we were living at my grand's house and his shed was out the back. And so, we'd go down to his work shed and, you know, with the, you know, the superficial uh, cover of helping him out and trying to, you know, do some work with him. But he would always have lots and lots of coke in the fridge. Like, he would go through... <laughs> <laughs> liters and liters of Coke a day. He used to buy the two-liter bottles of Coke, buy the box load from the supermarket because they'd give him a discount because he'd buy so many, and and he liked his lollies, so he'd go down and buy a little bag of mixed lollies from the shop and sneak it to the kids as well. So we did, uh, <laughs> we did still get a little bit of the Coke and a little bit of lollies when we'd sneak down to dad and, and he'd uh, you know make sure Mum wasn't looking and sneak us some stuff as well.
0: Remember the two for five cents, the lollies. Or well, we you
1: could get two for five cents.
0: We used to get a
1: mixed bag of lollies for fifty cents. And that was huge.
0: That was a that was a very regular afternoon tea at the end of the school day snack. Because that go, was yeah. very fulfilling and sustaining. Um, of course. By the oh, time yeah. dinner came dinner was the healthiest meal at Pierce HQ. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely meat and three veg, but I would I would slam down a good seven hundred and fifty mils of rev milk with dinner. Um each night, and Hang Sarah. On, what what milk? Rev. Oh, Rev. I thought you said red. I was like, what's red? Ah, uh, Rev. Yeah, Rev. I would at least, I'll maybe say at least half a litre, but like. I don't, like know, I don't, know, I don't know what Rev milk is, Marcus. It's just light, light milk. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. I'd call it skinny yes, milk. I, I thought but it like, was
1: like uh, ice coffee. You're making or chocolate South milk Australia
0: sound like an alien world. Do you not? Do you not have Rev in, in no, Adelaide also? No Rev milk. No, we
1: we'd have uh, Pure Light or something like that. I reckon, and uh, you know, we'd have Farmers Union ice coffee. There's, there's more ice coffee gets consumed. I think in South Australia than any other state in the world, or something along those lines. South Australia is Farmers Union ice coffee is
0: uh, is another staple over here that gets consumed. Exactly. By, Tell you what, by we by are elites. giving a few of these multinationals. A few plugs here. We have done well reminiscing on our childhood. Yeah, yeah. We have I'm given not, I'm not it's a good idea to drink lemonade, new nice coffee, <laughs> Rev milk, Baker's <laughs> delight. All of our good friends but, at know, the wellness couch. <laughs> but, our, but our house was very similar to yours. We were
1: very much meat and three veg. So you know, I think our yeah. dinners. You know, as like I said, there may have been a little bread on the side with a bit of yeah, definitely margarine because that was healthier than butter on the side. And um, but generally, the dinner was you know meat and three veg, pretty simple but yeah, pretty healthy not far off
0: of what I'd have now, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? So so then the transformation, right? So the tr- I don't know when your transformation was. Mine was at about the age of – no, mine wasn't when I think it was. My no. transformation was actually – well, the beginning, I did Body for Life. Do you remember Body for Life? No. Oh, never? Oh, really? No. <laughs> no <laughs> oh, idea. No, no idea. Body for Life is a 12-week body transformation uh, program where you have a truckload of protein shakes full of numbers and all the rest of it but it was a great uh, great great beginning of transformation for me because i'd never really been to the gym so i did 12 weeks in yeah. the gym really started being conscious of what i was eating um look really it was basically chicken and rice and broccoli and and other things and these shakes but it was actually this is where i, I don't actually have a problem with all of the unhealthy 12-week programs out there because if there's one thing they do for for a, a beginner is that they actually bring a level of consciousness mm. to that person. Like I'd actually begun to be conscious of my body. I'd begun to be conscious of what I was putting in my mouth. And even though these days I wouldn't do what I was doing then, at that time I felt so good for doing it. Um, but then by the time I met Sarah, that's kind of when it all started to change because as we both know, Sarah is a chiropractor. I'd never seen a chiropractor, hardly ever heard of a chiropractor. Don't, I'd never met a chiropractor Um And that's where I really began to recognize that there was a lifestyle um, Mm. behind just, you know, what you eat and how you move and and so on. Yeah. What about you? When did your transformation-
1: I think think mine almost happened the opposite way around. And so I think think in many ways, I was- I sort of came to it the opposite way to the way most people do. So for me, it was that I started, I decided I was going to become a chiropractor, um, and so I started immersing myself with these other chiropractors. So we would, you know, I would go and see chiropractors, I would go and observe chiropractors in practice, uh, I would go to seminars where chiropractors were talking, um, and I just sort of immerse myself in this uh, philosophy. And, and so really for me, I actually started out with the philosophy. Um, so I didn't really have any drive to particularly change my lifestyle at that stage. Like I, you know, I was still reasonably fit and active. I played cricket. I, uh, you know, I was pretty much capable of doing everything I wanted to do. I wasn't unhappy with my body. I was always really, I was probably skinny fat in hindsight, but I was always lean. And uh, And so I didn't really have anything that, I wasn't sick, you know, so well, in hindsight, I probably was sick, but I didn't feel like <laughs> I was sick.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so
1: I didn't really have any, technically any reason to make change. But the more I just kept going and listening to these chiropractors talk about the innate intelligence of the body and how your body's designed to be outrageously healthy and how, you know, getting colds and colds all the time and being on antibiotics isn't normal. And I started to just think, well, hey, maybe there is more to it than this. Like, I wonder, and I'm just like, I think the thing with me is I'm just an imminently very, very curious person. You know, I just spoke with Damo last week about my, um, you know, cold shower challenge I'm doing at the moment. And, you know, so I'm just an very very curious person and so when I hear stuff like this I think well I wonder what would happen if I change that and so I just kind of do so I I can remember though the first thing I ever did was I went and saw one particular chiropractor and he said that uh, I had a problem with my gut I think it was and that I should try going for six weeks without having any sugar and I was like oh that can't be too bad that'd be alright but then he gave me the program for this diet that I had to do and I I remember that one of the things I had to do was I wasn't allowed to have bread Or or I was allowed to have bread, but I had to have this very particular sprouted loaf bread that was like nothing like any... It was solid and it was heavy and it was nothing like anything I actually considered to be bread. And, uh, And I had to have that and eggs in the morning. And anyway, it was kind of... I guess almost like a bit of a paleo-ish diet is, is what he sort of put me on. And I did that for six weeks and hated it. It was horrible. <laughs> so that was that was sort of my, my sort of only foray probably into trying to do an actual diet. Uh, but then after that, I sort of – the gradually the more I learned, the more I just sort of went, well, what I'm actually doing and eating just kind of doesn't make sense anymore. You know, I've, I've said on the show heaps of times before, but, you know, my lunch, I was working at the hardware store as I was going through school and, and I took a year off after school to work full-time in the hardware store. And, and I was, on a regular basis, having a pie, a pasty, a 1.25 litre soft drink and a Mars bar for lunch. So, mm-hmm. you know, that mm. was where I was at. And I was drinking a lot, you know, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, at least were big nights out, if not more during the week as well. And... Um, And so that was the lifestyle. But I I just gradually started to change. And, you know, I think I was was saying to you, I never consciously said, I'm going to do a diet. I never consciously said, I want to do the paleo diet because I I didn't even know what the paleo diet was. I I literally just started making changes that kind of made sense to me. And so, you know, I would read about something and it'd be like, well, you know, maybe having this much caffeine isn't that good for me. I'm like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Maybe I'll try cutting back. And so I'd go from having. Coffee's to having half-strength coffees to having black tea to having green tea to eventually having herbal tea. You know, and I sort of just gradually made that change. And then you know, I'd read something else about bread, and I think, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Maybe we're not supposed to eat bread, and so I stopped. You know, made that change. And then you know, just gradually over a very probably over ten years, started to make changes. And it was only in hindsight that I saw, you know, read some stuff from maybe Rob Wolf or Mark Sisson or Joseph McCola, and they started talking about this paleo diet. I kind of went, oh yeah. That's kind of what I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, it was never a conscious decision to diet. But I think for you, Marcus, it was more of a conscious decision
0: to to follow a particular plan and to make changes. Tony Robbins is to blame for us, Bretto. It's all Tony Robbins. Sebear and I went to uh, Unleash the Power Within. I think it was uh, September, October 2005. And. Um, and at that point, at that stage, uh, Robbo was sharing images of chickens being soaked in uric acid, and he was he was all oh, he was so into what was going on with the processing of animals, and and the the, the uric acid was a massive massive. Um, part of the vegan movement back then it was that you know any animal protein you had um essentially caused excess uric acid in the body and the body couldn't deal with it and that caused inflammation and so on and so forth and uh, you know at at the time um again and this is what my whole thing about with a lot of personal growth is when you're thirsty for knowledge and you're really thirsty to learn you'll pretty much take anything in because you're just really thirsty um and so We were pumped. We were hooked and it was 10 days of – 10 days – it was a 10-day vegan challenge and we – and Sarah and I felt great Um, and then so we did it for 30 days and we continued to feel good. But when I say 10-day vegan challenge, I still remember – I was working at the footy show at the time. I remember walking up to Bridge – is it Bridge Road? Bridge Street up been out of victoria for too long anyway on know bridge road bridge road in richmond going to get lunch and I, I i had i had become aware of indian food since going vegan there was an indian vegetarian cafe there and i had the best chats with the lady there deepak learning about chickpeas and and dal and my nickname at in the office had become mung bean instead of mp or pc and i but i was just so inspired but i remember one day i didn't feel like indian and i still got a it was a pesto, uh, it was like a vegan pesto roll. And so it was still gluten. It was still processed. Um, and there was a part of me that's like, you know, at that point, I was like, well, you know, it's, it's vegan, you know, so it fit the label. Yeah. So it must be okay. Um, but then, yeah, 10 days became 30 days, which became five or six years. Um, but um, it was then, But it was, it was about however long it was, I just remember that Maya was born. So it was about 2011, 2012. Um, Sarah and I were doing, uh, John, one of John Martini's events, um, called Prophecy. And he actually asked us, we were at a point where we were really curious whether it was still wise for us to be vegan. And, um, and he said to us, he said, when you really look, when you look at your energy now and you look at your energy five or six years ago, um, do you feel so much better being vegan? And the brutal answer was we didn't. Mm. That, was the, that was the brutal answer was we couldn't say, yes, we feel incredible. If you'd asked me 10 days or 30 days after, I would have said, yeah, a million times better. But really, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this, Fredo. Like we become like a lot of dieters where you actually just stop eating all of the crap. You know, we'd stopped having Coca-Cola, even if that was vegan. We'd stopped having – I remember I was having Red Bull and cigarettes. I was having so much Red Bull and so many cigarettes, and that had all stopped. And all of the heavy breads and the heavy fried foods and a lot of the things that pretty much every diet says is no good, um, we weren't having. So naturally Mm. enough, we felt great. But then at some point, like, it it plateaus. No matter how good your diet is, at some point, you can't just – continue to feel better and better and better and better and better every day. At some point, you're going to um, stabilize, for want of a better term. Yeah. Um, and we did. And and we were great, you know. But then at some point, you begin to just feel not quite – what was the word? Like – just didn't have the same get up and go. And um, so, See, we pulled the pin. Slowly yeah. but surely, we, we we made some changes. And it was a mutual thing. It wasn't because Martini said or someone else said. It was just a really good question to ask. Um, yeah you know, that, that rang true for us. See,
1: I reckon I've almost, I could almost say the opposite, I reckon, and this is really interesting, where I reckon as I kept going further and further into and sort of playing around with and experimenting with a paleo diet and looking at, um, you know, looking at the macros and, and sort of cutting back on the carbs a little bit more, getting a bit more fat into my diet, um, I think the more I did that, actually... From a purely physical perspective, I think the better I felt. And, I, and I, so I kind of look back and think, well, you know, when I probably, from a purely physical perspective, when I felt at my absolute best is probably when I was being strictest. And so, you know, I was really conscious of what I was eating. I was, you know, I, I was, it's funny, like I would think from the outside looking, in, you know, I was pretty anal about it. And people probably thought I was being too... I know some people thought I was being too restrictive and too particular about it and and maybe obsessed about it. Um, Mm. But I I didn't feel that within myself. Like, I was quite happy with what I was doing. I didn't feel stressed Mm. about it. I didn't feel like it was hard work. I didn't feel like I was denying myself. Like, I actually felt quite good about it. Um, And so, I guess the change for me came, I think, when... uh, my life got more stressful, you know. Like there was a, you know, I had some big shifts with you know, divorce and separation, and um, you know, then having the kids 50-50 and trying to find balance again. And and I think when all of that happened, I, th- I think the shift that happened for me was all of a sudden it just seemed like hard work, you know, like as in I was wanting to um, try and simplify my life. I was trying to make life easier for myself. I was trying to decrease the level of stress and complexity in my life Um, and so the changes i made were not necessarily around what food i thought was best for me necessarily but what lifestyle i thought was best for me i guess this comes back to kind of the, the question we wanted the topic we wanted to talk about today was i think in the end it was a realization that i did want to be um, you know, feel a bit more relaxed socially and, and be able to go and, you know, maybe have a beer with my mate or have a wine with Steffi or, you know... I mean, the first beer I had was when uh, my cricket team won a grand final and, and I'd promised the boys that if we won a grand final, I was going to have a beer with them. And, uh, and mm-hmm. so I did. And so just little things like that, it, it was more about... It was more about just decreasing the level of complexity in my life because I had so much going on uh, that led me to make those changes. And, and I can probably say, I think probably... From a physical perspective, um, I reckon I'm probably not quite as good as where I was when I was more strict, um, which is really interesting to sort of even just think about it out loud. Uh, yeah. But from a whole life perspective, from a you know ease of life perspective, from a socialising perspective, from from you know all of those other factors that come into it, which I guess ultimately you can't really separate from the physical, you know, tangible stuff. Um, I think I've created a life that is much more. Um, kind to myself, more stable, more um,
0: you know has more ease is probably what it really yeah. comes down to. That's a really good point. I would agree with you, Brito. I was thinking about that. When did I feel like my absolute best? I have memories of being in Ireland and exercising every morning down in the gym with Sarah, and uh, I and I just remember thinking, "Gosh, yeah, I felt one hundred percent, like one hundred fifty percent." But then it was like you know socially. You, you know, not as engaged, and um, a number of other areas of life. I mean, life is great. Don't get. I think we're both saying, you know, we're not, we're not, um, we're not whinging here. We're just observing yeah. when we've been at our best. And I think, I think you're right, mate. I think I'm not in in the peak physical shape that I probably was 10 years ago. But in terms of quality of life, when you look at the other whole areas of life, whether it's Career and social life and family and growth and um, wealth and spirit and you put them all together, um, and then naturally with with food as well, um, yeah. life is more life feels more fulfilling. Yeah yeah
1: absolutely and like today's probably the perfect example so you know i went to lunch today with my best mate Manners, and uh and we haven't caught up for a while so it's really good we caught up for lunch you know he said he had to get some keys off him because we we're going away this weekend and so we caught up and had a little lunch and you know it was great we caught up we had a good chat we ordered so we ordered this meal and we sort of talked about it there was this crispy pork belly on there and um you know a couple of years ago, I would definitely have invested the time to say, hey, what is it? What are the ingredients? Blah, 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 blah. Um, but this time, we sort of went, well, you know, I said to him, I said, oh, I was thinking about getting the pork belly, but the crispy pork belly, it could be battered, so maybe I'll just pick something else. And he was like, oh, no, I'm pretty sure it's not battered. And so, rather than me going, well, what is it? Asking all the questions, I went, all right, let's mm-hmm. just do it.
0: Let's just have What a are you belly. fried in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and so, yeah. it
1: came out and it was battered. And so, once again, a couple of years ago, I probably would have, um, you know, Maybe pick something else, or maybe just left it and not eaten, and had a little bit of a fast. You know, uh, whereas today I just relaxed about it. I was like, you know what, I'm here. There's got there's plenty of veggies on the plate. You know, there's some pork belly. Yes, it's got a little bit of batter. You know, I'm all I was drinking was water. Um, so you know, all in all, it wasn't a terrible meal. It wasn't totally paleo, uh, but you know, and if I if I had you know if I could have chosen, if it was obvious on the menu, I would have picked the paleo one. Um, mm. So it wasn't what I would have consciously chosen, but. It wasn't the end of the world. We had a great lunch. We had a great catch-up. You know, it was really nice. And, and that's probably, I guess, where the difference is. And, and like I said, you know, I might not feel as good tomorrow because I have had that, um, you know, that gluten possibly that was in it. And so, you know, probably tonight, tomorrow, I might not feel as good as I would have had I not done that. Uh, but by the same token, I feel good about the fact that, you know, I had a really good catch-up with my best mate who I haven't caught up with for a while too. And, it, you know, we didn't – there was no drama. There was no awkwardness around it as well.
0: That's so good. That's where I think the secret to life is: where not everything has to be perfect and you still have a perfect time. Yeah. And, and, you know, I guess
1: I feel like I'm lucky in many ways where, you know, I didn't come to paleo because I had any sort of chronic condition. You know, I don't have an allergy. I don't have a, you know, intolerance to anything per se. I just feel that I go better mm-hmm. when I do eat paleo. And as I said, I certainly when I was strictest is when I felt the best. Uh, but having said that, I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to be crippled over in pain tomorrow because I ate that, you know, whereas other people are and I don't have that freedom and that choice. And so, yeah. I totally get for those people and many people who listen to that paleo show, are in that bracket, um, whereas I probably have a little bit more leniency because, for whatever reason, you know I don't have as much of an issue with those foods, um, and so I'm able to do that, and I'm really grateful to be able to do that as well.
0: Yeah, that's such a good call. I think that's where people go. Oh gosh, it's so easy for you to say. I think it's easy to say. Like we, we're both saying that we're not, we're not symptomatic. We don't have. Um, uh, like you said, we don't, we don't have to go on diets for, um, what's the word? Um, for, well, for because for of a reasons. condition. Yeah. 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 It's just choice. Yeah. Yeah. But there are people that, um, you know, often use the Joe Witten example with Isaac and the rest, yeah. you know, GAPS diet is a perfect, of, uh, the perfect, um, example of a diet that really has a really important start date. And for many people, a really important end date. Um, and it's all around, um, Symptoms, and, and that's really important. And, and I think the Joe and Isaac story is a really, really empowering story of, of knowing when it's, when it's time to say we must make significant disciplined choices mm. around our food. Nice.
1: Hey, Marcus, mm. I reckon we've gone over time. so uh, uh, we do. We don't want to get in trouble with Damo when he lands from his flight and finds out we've gone too long, so we better wind it
0: up. But, mate, great having you on board today. Great chat. Thanks for, thanks for having me on and thanks, listeners. I hope I've uh, added some value to the Wellness Guys community and uh, look forward, Breto, to getting the call up hopefully again in the future. Lovely. So for everyone else, make sure you go
1: to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the Wellness Guys, and tell us what you thought of the episode. Share the podcast with your friends and family and other strangers you think need a wellness update. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating because you know Damo loves those. And begin creating wellness in your lives. Lead by example and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guys Show.